Remember when that was a thing? What? Scratching. (laughs) (laughs) Scratch, 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 scratch. Used to be a common occurrence on this podcast. It did used to be a common occurrence on the podcast. Um, Not anymore, though. Eh, that's what happens when uh, you get more than a couple rooms in an apartment. Litter boxes move further away. It's true. You never know, though. Like that could come up again. It could. It is a possibility. It has been missed. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hello, welcome to this week's episode of the Season Lamb Checkup OVA. It's a podcast where we have conversations about scratching. <laughs> by that I mean video games, anime, manga. Hello, I'm Jared, joined as always by Doc Al and Ladium. Hello. And uh, we are here to discuss a video game. Yep. That's it. Yep. Just a video game. <laughs> Just a video game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been itching to talk about this one. We have. And also we'd been, you know, meaning to get around to playing it because we'd been, we'd played a bunch of the other games in the series so far. So, mm-hmm. you know, we had been meaning to get around to this one. We finally did. And, you know, I don't think it really, uh, was the same as how we had remembered it. Correct. I think that's the easiest way to put it. Uh, we are talking about Resident Evil 5 today. Mm-hmm. The fifth one. Where we got beefy Chris. For the first time? Was that the first time we got beefy Chris? I believe this is the debut of beefy Chris Redfield. Wow. Beefy Chris Redfield's debut. He's all grown up. It's the only good thing about this game. <laughs> yeah... Uh, there's there's a couple things we'll talk about that are good. They're about not it, wrong, but for the most part, yeah. But at least we got beefy Chris. The introduction. Mm-hmm. Uh, this game was first released sometime on March fifth, two thousand and nine, for the PlayStation Three and Xbox Three Sixty. Uh, that was mostly across all regions. It was like there's like a week between some of the regions. Uh, there was a gold edition that came out a year later, which is, I think, basically their version of a Game of the Year bundle that put together all the DLC and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it came to PC originally on September 17th, 2009. Uh, the gold edition of that came to PC as well on March 26th, 2015. Uh, it came to the Shield Android TV on May 19th, 2016. <laughs> uh, it came to PS4 and Xbox One on June 28th, 2016. And coming to Switch on October 29th, 2019. I had the collector's edition of this that came with, like, the bag and the uh, little figurine of Chris. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, now I perpetually have this, like, figurine of beefy Chris. So I mean, that's, that's that pretty least. good, at least. Yeah, I'll take it. wonder what all came with that. I don't remember. Besides the bag and beefy Chris. Um, trying to see if this Wikipedia page says it or anything. Not that I can see. It's supposed to be like, here's the DLC it came out with. It's like, thanks. That's not what I'm looking for. <laughs> um, I don't know. I can't see. Still, case of special art. Um, bu- 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 So that was the... Oh, it came with a patch. <laughs> Great. Yep. Yay. Um, so it came with a BSAA patch. It came with the steel book. It came with a tricell messenger bag. The Chris Redfield figurine. A necklace in the shape of Africa. Yep, that's it. The only Plus thing the that I... You think I, it rains. I guess it rains. I guess it rains. Um, so the only things that I still have are the messenger bag and um, the figurine. Yeah. That's about all you need. Yeah. I think so. I might have the patch laying around somewhere, but I don't know where. So we had both played this game before. This is yes. one of the few Resident Evil games that I had actually played before we got heavily into our our little roundabout that we've we've been doing <laughs> um 
I played it co-op, which I think is pretty much the way to play this game. And at the time, I remember really enjoying my time with it because, you know, back around when this game came out, like they're really the idea of, you know, local co-op games was kind of fading away. Mm-hmm. And this was one of the few that still, you know, did that. So that was a fun thing to to do. And it's just, you know, it's a it was a nice little romp through a game that, through Africa. Bless the rains. <laughs> West Africa, you know, the country of West Africa. <laughs> yeah, that, that's it. Oh, God. Um, I played it solo. Mm-hmm. So we had different first-time experiences with this. But you still, like, you, at the time, you'd enjoyed it. Yeah, I loved it. Exactly. <sighs> hey, Max, Big you're yawns. back. Max has returned. He has returned. From his scratching ordeal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, going into this, we were pretty optimistic, thinking like, oh, you know, we both enjoyed this playing it before. Like, we're probably going to enjoy it again Let's on a second time together. through. Let's play it together. You know, that's that's always a fun time. Exactly. <laughs> as Max points out. Yep. Um, But as we, you know, we made our way through the game, I feel like our opinion changed. I don't even know that it took us that long for the opinion to change because at first we're like, oh God, we move like molasses. What is this nonsense? I mean, we did get to do like the weird stutter step throughout the first part of it when we didn't have guns or anything. We had to walk and talk. That was pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) But there is no butt slide. No butt slide. Tragic. Uh, I think the, the one thing that immediately like kind of is felt from the game from the outset is that like, it hasn't aged well. Uh-uh. Um, especially comparing it to something like Six, where they modernized the heck out of it and made it, you know, more in line with an action game, which, you know, this is... This game in particular is the point in which that that the series really took the turn into the action genre. Um, Four did some of it. Yeah, and Six or Five is kind of like the... Solidified the, it. The, 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 the jump forward. Yep. Um, but Six really, like, modernizes it and makes it so, like... You know, it feels like a game that you could still pick up and play today. Five is still in that middle ground between four and six, where it doesn't know exactly what it wants to be, I think, control wise. <laughs> where it's like, it wants you to have the slow pacing that four did, where, you know, it's still building up the tension. But at the same time, that tension is not really there when you're kind of just blasting through everything and not really running into big, like, scares or anything like that. Or really anything of that nature. Like the only like horror elements of this game are kind of just like, oh, that's gross. Yeah. A bunch of tentacles are everywhere. Like that's about, that's the extent of it. I mean, there are times that I got alarmed, but it wasn't like the same survival horror type. Honestly, I got, I got it a lot in four and I got it a lot in the games before that. And I did get it sometimes in six, but five, I was just like, you know, I don't like this big guy with a chainsaw coming at me, but, like, it's not, like, an actual horror response. It's just like, God, ah, get away from me. You're going to cut my head off, and that's rude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, I'm a bit more of a, like, scaredy pants than you are. <laughs> you get startled easy. I do get startled easily. Uh, so, yeah, like, I think... That was kind of like the first thing we noticed is like, man, you move very slow in this game. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's kind of a sprint, but it's not really one. Like uh-uh. you, move, you basically walk faster. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like you said, like there's no like, you know, butt slides or anything like that. We're like, that makes the combat feel a little bit better. It's still kind of like that same herky jerkiness that... Um, it's, essentially it's the same kind of control as a four had where, you know, it's, you move around. If you have to do a 180 turn, you do, you stop on dime and whoop, turn around like that. Um, you can't really shoot when you're moving or anything of that nature. Um, no running gun, no running gun. And I think that kind of just like that, that hurts the game in a way because it is not the way this game is designed. It is not meant to be played as a survival horror game. Correct. But the way you have to control your characters, it basically tries to act like it still is, but it really, really isn't. Uh-uh. 
Um, and like, let's be real, Chris Redfield would run and gun. He just would. He totally would. But he doesn't get to. He just gets to stand there and do the things. He he will the next game. Use a pistol in every single cutscene ever. Yep, that's it. That's all you get. Just pistols. Uh, um, I find it funny when I'm looking through this Wikipedia page of people saying like, "This is one of the most visually stunning games I've ever seen." It's like, yeah, it's real brown. It is real brown. It's a real brown game. But I mean, to be fair, you know, it was released in 09 and that was kind of like the brown era, the height of the brown era where literally all the big AAA games were brown as heck and featured white hair, brown or white, white, brown haired (laughs) dudes as the protagonist. And they were on the screen holding it or on the cover of the game, holding a gun of some sort. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I can't say I'm surprised that it, you know, it does that. But at the same time, it's like. I don't think this game is aged well visually either. Yeah. <laughs> that is the thing. Um, also, we get the introduction of uh, our first like playable woman of color, and then they're like, and you're never going to show up again. Bye. Yep. Great. You're I mean, kind I, of yeah, important that's... for this game, and then like once the back half of the game comes along, eh, you're not that important. <laughs> I guess Ada would... Was she playable in the original too? I don't remember. Maybe in like a hidden mode, but like as like an actual playable in the main story. Mm-hmm. I think this would be it. Okay. But yeah, like Sheva is there and she doesn't really have a whole lot of like plot relevance, which is kind of annoying. Um, she she's there because you're in West Africa, clearly. Yeah, I mean that's basically it. Is she's there because she's in West Africa, and they're like, "Oh, you need like somebody with you." Um, but the story's driven by Chris, and basically like entirely by Chris. And every once in a while, they're like, "Are we gonna do this? We're partners." And motivation? Why does she even care? <laughs> right. Like why why are you there? I would drop this <laughs> like. He's just dealing with some some nonsense. I mean, I, I I don't know how exact this is, but it almost feels like she's included in this game because they wanted to set this game in Africa, and if they did not include a playable character that was of African descent, like people would get mad. Yeah. And they were like, "Oh, we should do this just just because." It seems likely. Um, which, yeah, their uh, their take on Africa. Hmm. It's uh, surely not racist, right? 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 Oh. I mean, there's a there's a reason on this Wikipedia page there is a section called allegations of racism, and it is five paragraphs long. Oh my god, really? Mm-hmm. What are their allegations? I'm interested if they would coincide with my allegations. Uh, let's see here. Resident Evil 5's 2007 E3 trailer was criticized for depicting a white protagonist killing black enemies in a small African village. Um. According to a Newsweek editor, there was a lot of imagery in that trailer that dovetailed with classic racist imagery. Uh, da, 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 da. The game's producers were completely surprised by these complaints. Oh, wow. Who's shocked? Those guys, apparently. Like, what? This isn't okay? Critics felt that Sheva's character was added to address the issue of racism. <laughs> That's what we just said. Um... Also, like, kind of problematic that they're like, oh, hey, like, every single town in here is just, like, desolate and poor and, like, oh, jeez, guys. And then at one point, there just becomes, like, actual, like, just village people, essentially. I mean, that's a weird way to put it, but. <laughs> YMCA. No, not that. <laughs> Uh, but like it just gets like kind of it throws into that direction as well and it's like mm, um, and the whole fact that they say like West Africa as if it's a country like it there are a lot of countries in West Africa my dudes it is not like one monolith being uh, in an interview producer Masachika Kawata also addressed the issue we can't please everyone we're in the entertainment business we're not here to state our political opinion or anything like that it's unfortunate some people felt that way did this did this quote come out of 2008 or 2019 um I was literally just thinking that 
Oof. Yikes. The more things change, the more things they stay the same. Oh, that's that's a mess. Yikes. It's not political or anything. No, we don't make political video games. Sorry if you're offended. Ugh, gross. Um, so yeah, there's there's a lot of problematic stuff in, in here. I feel like this would be a very interesting discussion in like today compared to what it was 10 years ago because I don't think the games media in particular was like necessarily as adequately prepared or just like ready to handle that kind of discussion. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it has the typical, like, people are like, you know, this this definitely shows, like, kind of the same visuals that, you know, we've seen in racist imagery. And then other people have been like, no, I am this color of descent, so I it clearly is not racist. Yeah. So, like, there are, the, you know, the opposite opinions of, of it going into what people thought of it. Apparently, someone decided to submit it to the British Board of Film Classification to see if it actually was racist, because they thought that was the way to determine this. <laughs> It's like, oh, okay, sure. Yeah. Welp, that's a choice. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, their, their whole decision to place it in Africa was a bit problematic. They probably should have, like, maybe had some consultants or something. Uh, there's some interesting, like, actually, parts in this, this Wikipedia part where... Um, it says academic journals and conferences, however, have continued to comment on the theme of race within the game. Uh, in 2011, Andre Brock from Games and Culture said that the game drew from well-established racial and gender stereotypes, saying that the African people were only depicted ever depicted as savage ever before, even before transitioning into zombies. Writing for the Digital Games Research Association in 2011, these two folks noted that racial stereotyping had never been intended by Capcom, though compared compared to the depiction of Africa to that of the 1899 novel Heart of Darkness, post-colonial Africa they opined was was portrayed as being unable to take care of itself and at the mercy of western influences i mean all that seems legit uh writing for the the uh, philosophy of computer games conference in 2015 these other two folks considered resident evil 5 to be yet another moment in the history of commodity racism which from the late 19th century onwards allowed popular depictions of racial stereotypes to enter the most intimate spaces of european homes the authors state that africa is presented from a western gaze which what is presented as authentic blackness conforms to the projected fantasy of predominantly white gaming audience um which i think those are interesting takes specifically you know because this is a japanese made game yeah so, I don't know how much looking at or like saying like this was basically made in that idea of the Western gaze and all that sort of stuff would necessarily totally work. But like, you know, it is also very prominently showcasing these themes and everything. And, and Japan itself has a history of, you know, racism towards black people. So, looking at you, Barrett. Yeah, so I guess maybe at the same time it, it totally does work, so. Yeah, because, I mean, if you think about it, like, Barrett from Five Minutes Seven was essentially Mr. T, which was also a Western mm -hmm. um, TV show and character, so, um, you know, that there is some bleed through there. And there's, like, if you've ever watched, like, a lot of older anime, like, you will see caricatures essentially of black people show up in there sometimes and it's not good no it's basically blackface yeah i mean i mean to be like if you want like a popular example of that look at mr popo from dragon ball i don't know who that is but i believe you oh i could show you an image here real quick and you would be like oh yeah totally um, totally i know this character or totally that's racist totally that's racist all right um, hit me here we go. Hang on. How I'm itchy. 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 Well, that didn't work. There we go. Wasn't there an itchy thing in Resident Evil 1? I don't know. Probably. Itchy, itchy taste. That's a long uh, link. Oh, well. I didn't want to curse. Long no uh, link. <laughs> Longa link. Um, There we go. You can look at that and be like, yeah. Oh! Yeah. Oh, 
Jesus. Yeah. Woof. Yeah, that's that's blackface. Mm-hmm. Yikes. So yeah, like I mean, that's a show that came out twenty years ago. So over twenty years ago. So like it's. Well, there was the Pokemon too. Yes. Yeah. Of course. That they, they they had the change literally because of of that same problem essentially. So. I think people can certainly like you know they can have their opinion one way or the other if they think this game's racist or not, but when you see predominantly predominant themes that have occurred throughout you know a lot of Western history that pop up in this game, mm-hmm. you know maybe maybe Resident Evil Five is racist. Yeah. Regardless of whether or not it's racist, it's a bad game. That is also true. <laughs> that is also true. Um. Yeah, this game's bad. Mm-hmm. Like real bad. Yeah. Like I was not adequately prepared for to understand how much I was going to dislike this game because I, I mean, like, like we talked about the opening, like we both played it before and it. we both liked it. So I was like, oh, this is gonna be a fine, fun time with my pal. We're gonna play some co-op, and then we get into it and we're just like, ugh. It was a chore. I mean, it wasn't a chore because we were playing together because that was fun, but, like, actually playing the game was a chore. Like, just getting through everything was a chore. Just maneuvering around, getting Mm -hmm. through all the enemies and everything, getting through the terrible story. Oh, God, the story. The story is bad. It's really bad. And not even, like, in a fun, bad way that, like, you could say sixes. Yeah. Like, this is just bad. Yeah. It's, man... It's really just interesting because you know you'll still you'll still hear people be like, you know, four was the last good one, five was okay, six is the one that's really bad, and then seven is something else entirely. Yeah, five is the real bad one. Yeah, six is fine. Five is the one that it's just trash. Like four is great, six is great. Not on the same level, but they're they're both good games. Um, and five, I'm just like, what happened here? Like. It doesn't know what it wants to be. No, it really doesn't. And so, like, it everything suffers because of it. Like, when you have no idea what you want your game to be, it's just, like, a cluster mm-hmm. Like, they introduced a bunch of, like, just inventory management. Well, not inventory management, per se, because that's always been in these games. But, like, yeah. inventory management restrictions it's what I want to say because, you know, in 4, they had the huge attache case which you could upgrade and make it bigger and bigger. Yep. In this, you are stuck to 9 slots mm-hmm. per character, so you technically have 18, but you never get to upgrade. You can't switch things between each other. You can't switch guns between people. Because, um, like, if you picked up something and I was like, oh, I should, I- I'll take that. Can't do that. Nope. Um, You have to use, like, a melee, and a slot for a melee and a slot for a gun, like, vest. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is insane. Like, what? It's bad. Like, I, I you know, I, I talked about it when I was playing RE1. I was like, the inventory management is bad. Mm-hmm. And I don't like it. I, I'm not a big fan of inventory management in general. But to go from four, which I, you know. You held on to a big fish for yeah, a long, long I did. Time. <laughs> like, it was much better than any of the other games we had played. And, you know, also coming off of two where they kind of, you know, revamped it and, you know, modernized it. Where, you know, you get to upgrade it over time and everything. You get pouches. Having it to where it is just a strict limit again, like, doesn't do anything. It just makes it frustrating and annoying, if anything. Like, it doesn't add to the tension or anything. Mm-mm. It doesn't make it so, like, oh, I, I, I need to manage which guns I have or anything. It's just like, well, I'm just going to keep these guns that I think are I'm upgrading and everything. And that's kind of how I'm going to go. And hopefully I have enough room to, to hold some health items because I'm mm. still going to have to carry a bunch of ammunition as well because got to have space for that too. Like it's and just terrible. Also, just like the enemies in this game, a lot of them just eat ammo. So mm-hmm. you have to have a ton of ammo on you at all times. Like I'm thinking specifically those guys in the like one village area that they were the big dudes with the like club things. Right. Um, they were just eating our ammo. It was insane. Which again, I think like that is, uh, it's a sign of the times because a lot of, there was games coming out around that time where it was just, you know, they were putting in enemies that were very bullet spongy. Yeah. 
And I think this kind of falls into that as well, where you have that happen and then like you're just carrying around a lot of ammo that you you're going to need, but like it's just filling up inventory space that you could use for other things that would be really cool as well. Mm-hmm. Or like the one time that, which we kind of mentioned this, but like you didn't have room. So it's like, oh, I'll pick up this sniper and then I'll give it to you whenever we get to the mm-hmm. menu. And then I picked it up and I went to give it to you. I'm like, oh, it just won't. Like, can't do that for whatever reason. You have to buy it for some freaking terrible reason. Then if I try and sell mine, it's like, oh, you get like $200 to that. It's like, what? It's dumb. Oh, and you had to buy it for like 4000 or something like that. It's nuts. Yeah. It's not great. Mm-mm. Not great at all. I mean, that's um, what I said about a lot of this. It's true. Um, like we had a lot of just issues with like boss fights where it was just like we were doing things and it just did not seem clear at all exactly what we were supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, there was the one dude in like the one tentacle dude who was in the one um, place where we had the flamethrower and everything. And we just like, Oh bat- God, we literally wasted all of our ammo and just bumped our heads against it until I had to like look it up and be like, Oh, okay. I guess we're just doing this. I don't know. And then I looked it up and I found out that if you do one rocket launcher to him, that he dies immediately. So we're like, yeah, oh. so we, we just, brute forced our way through it we purposefully died so that we could actually like move on with the game because we mm-hmm. had no ammo we had no of killing this guy other than we were just like repeatedly knifing him yeah um the final boss with wesker is just is a terrible mm-hmm. it's a bad fight oh god that was terrible like the both of us were just like to the point of giving up i think because mm-hmm. like it's just it's so like unintuitive and like if you go one if you go a direction off of what you, the 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 supposed kind of just, like uh scripted in, way the scripted way or the intended path is like you just automatically you're just locking yourself into dying yep over and over and over again and it's just it's terrible like we didn't realize that he was supposed to follow me as Sheva as opposed to you as Chris and then mm-hmm. like anytime he would do anything he would knock you off into the volcano we're like what are we supposed to do i was so mad and frustrated oh i know which is why you like watched a video or looked it up or something because yeah it was insane it it's unclear like nothing about it makes it clear that you should follow sheva not chris and the hiccups which isn't like that's just bad design especially because you know I think in the previous games, like we obviously we haven't played three. Um, I've played three once, but not we haven't played it together. Right, or or recently per se. Yeah. But the way most bosses in Resident Evil games, I feel like, have been designed, have like you know, they have a clear like method of like okay, this is the things you have to hit for it to be, um, to damage it, or is this is the weak point that you want to focus on. And, you know, it's fairly, it's not fairly obvious, but, like, for the most part, you can pretty much easily understand what's happening within the first couple of minutes of the fight. Yes. With those two fights in particular, it was, like, what, maybe a half hour, 45 minutes of us just beating our heads against it until we figured out, like, oh, we learned how to do this because we had to look up a walkthrough for it because that's how intuitive it clearly is. Yeah, it was insane. And, um... Not not quite the same issue, but, like, the Jill fight was also terrible because it was just, like, us repeatedly, like, I would restrain her and then you would bash the button and then, like, we'd mm-hmm. have to keep doing it. Keep do- we had to have done it, like, 20 times. It's not fun. Like, these are not fun fights. It's just no. do the same thing over and over again and then, well, eventually you'll just get the next cutscene. It sucked. It's just, it's It's such a disappointment. <sighs> game's bad it is i mean like i it's also very unclear to me why we were in africa in the first place just because like why did we go to africa and then chris is like by the way my partner might still be alive and we're like what <laughs> like where did this come from how do you know? Where did she go? And then it's like, oh, DLC. That's how you find out. But so, so they go to Africa because that one dude's there trying to sell a BOW on the black market. That's oh, it. Right, that dude that we don't know who he is. That one guy who's literally here for the like the first third of the game and then just dies and then never is brought up again. 
and then until it becomes the Wesker show. Yeah, I. But it the whole time, like when they were talking about him in the beginning, we're like, do we are we supposed to know who this guy is? Because I don't know who this guy is. Nope. Um. So that was also not well done. Nope. Um, you should kind of know who your villain is at least. Like, if he's a real person, give like information on him. He's just bad guy trying to sell some stuff. That's it. Yay! And then like everybody dies. And, like, Sheva's old squad or something, except for Josh, the one mm-hmm. guy. Um, and then she just, like, inexplicably is like, all right, Chris, I'm going to go with you wherever you go. And he's just, like, single-mindedly, okay, I got to find Jill. Um, I don't even remember, like, certain parts of the plot. Like, why did we have to fight that giant worm dude on the side of the mountain? Like, why did that happen? I don't know. Just because. Um, they needed like, a fight there. A driving part that... <laughs> Ugh. We're like, oh, hey, we have turrets and we have to drive. They played and, the, the that one section at the end of Metal Gear Solid 3 and like, we should do that as well. Uh, and then, well, although that was funny because one time we messed up and like we got run off the road. <laughs> run off the road. Um, <laughs> there's also like a part where you're in a truck that oh, that driver died, and then you're in a different truck with a different set of turrets, and you're fighting just, like, a bearded version of the giant monster from 4? Just because. It's it's fine, Siri. Thank you. Like, a lot of the first half of this game really feels like they are just trying to be like, hey, remember Resident Evil 4? <laughs> that was a good game. Yeah, it does kind of feel like that, honestly. Like, I I think in general, this whole this whole game is like, Remember this thing in other Resident Evil games? That was real cool, right? What if we just do it again? But what if we do it worse? But what if we also do it worse? Like, having that big monster dude with a beard, um, like, that fight wasn't as fun as it was in 4 because you're having to do more of, like, the dodging around and figuring it out. There's, like, the doggo who appears to help mm-hmm. you out. This like, is just, this one's you're like, just you're... sitting on the back of a truck just shooting it with turrets. And dodging every once in a while, which, ooh, the quick time events, oh god. Yeah, these quick time events are bad. Ooh, I already dislike good. quick time events a lot. I do not like quick time events, but the ones here are a nightmare. They are very bad. Um, also, there's a part where we're like in a temple of some sort. Yeah, you're a Tomb Raider. Yeah, that was also weird, and I don't remember why we were in that temple. Uh, we were chasing after flippy floppy hammer hammers flippy floppy hammer hammers the lady the lady yes she, who's trying to bone wesker and then he's just like later yeah she definitely had some flippy floppy hammer hammers why was she in a temple i don't i think we we're just following her trial or something for whatever reason she's also a very terribly written villain yeah she shows up like three times and you're just like well you're a thing and then oh you're dead Cool. It's like, oh, cool, you're in love with Wesker, and you inject his medicine every day. You have huge hammerhammers, like huge hammerhammers. It's flopping around. Uh, yeah, physics, yay. Um, and then Wesker's like, nah, I'm not interested. Here's some, here's some B.O.W. juice. Have fun. And then she turns into a big tentacle monster. I and feel like even it. Wesker showing up is just like... Sure, just because we need to finish the story, I guess, at some point. Yeah, it's weird because Wesker's been gone for a while. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, hey, let's have Wesker back. And then kill him. Yep. Um, really, the only reason that this game is important is because Chris kills Wesker. And then that leads to situations with Jake in Resident Evil 6. Mm-hmm. Yay! Um, which I looked it up just because um, I was curious. We talked about Resident Evil 6 in episode 86, and that is a much better game. It really is. And it's wild because, like, people hate 6 so much. And I, after replaying this one, I'm like, how? How? Un- 6 is at least a better playing game. Yeah. Knows that it is completely stupid. 
Yeah, it, it, it embraces the fact that it's ridiculous. It embraces and, the fact that it's up in its own And like, I love that. Like, Six is basically the big, big budget popcorn film, summer popcorn film, essentially. Five is up its own ass in its own but does not understand why it is. It just thinks that that is there because Resident, Res, it is the classic Resident Evil is a very serious franchise type of, <sighs> type of game. Like, no wonder I guess people like it because the Resident Evil is a very serious franchise type fans probably think that it's a good game. Uh, it's not, though. Never been. It's a completely dumb franchise. And, like, you know, obviously, we're, I'm not saying, like, dumb isn't bad. It's just dumb isn't, this is a really kind of goofy and silly story. It's like how Atome just goes crazy because they can. Like, Resident Evil is like that, too. That mm -hmm. They just make, like, the most bananas decisions. And, like, that's what makes it so fun is you're just like, okay, well, I guess we're doing this now. Fine. <laughs> like, okay, yes, let's have this weird Napoleon-esque dude have a statue who's going to chase me down. Like, also that statue shaped like him. Mm -hmm. That's insane. And that's hilarious. And that is not a serious game. Like, it almost seems, considering, you know, the time frame that it came out and that, like, Capcom saw the popularity of games like Call of Duty 4. Mm -hmm. And we're like, what if we made our own Call of Duty 4? <laughs> but with Chris Redfield. But with Chris Redfield, you know, make it, a, you know, a more serious, grounded brown game brown <laughs> shooter like what if we made one of those um it was a mistake <sighs> yeah like legit with how many resident evil games we've played recently like five is easily my least favorite mm -hmm. and i say that and there were sharks in one and six and six and you would take those games over this one. I would in a heartbeat. Because oh, I at yeah. least had fun playing them. Like, they were fun playing games and they were ridiculous. I'm like, that's, that's cool. I'm into it. But, like, 5 just takes itself so seriously and just doesn't understand what it's about or what it's trying to be. Remember when Chris punches that boulder and it's incredibly disappointing looking back on it now? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, it's been it's been a famous thing about this game, him punching the boulder and it's been a meme but then like after us rewatching it I was like oh oh okay that was what it was I remembered it being way cooler than that it's not that cool I remember it being way cooler yeah and it's not it was and also like by that time we were just really frustrated too so mm -hmm. maybe that's part of it but that didn't help oof um they did at least keep the trend of uh using a rocket launcher to in in the final boss yeah that was good they did um, that there's just so few things in this that are fun mm -hmm. and good and um they did at least keep the trend of like anybody who drives you anywhere is going to die whether they're a helicopter pilot or a truck driver or whatever they're going to die except josh except for josh Yes. He he has his boat that they're like, hey, we just commandeered this giant boat. Let's go back to our little tugboat. Little tugboat. It's not really a tugboat. It's more like a motorboat. But regardless, if my grandpa would have gone fishing in it, like maybe take the big boat. Because it's also the one that you are in right now is riddled with bullets. <laughs> So that's not really seaworthy anymore. Oh, this um, makes this, hang on. This makes a lot of sense. Uh oh. Uh, the producer of the game cited the film Black Hawk Down as an influence on the setting of Resident Evil Five. Yeah. Okay, that explains a lot. Explains a whole lot. Yep. Um. I will. I will give this that. Like you know, the co-op experience is is good. Yeah. And that, like, it works fully. You can play the entire game through it. And also, they allow you to play basically all, like, the bonus stuff co-op as well. Yeah, that was good. So, like, it's, they fully embrace that um, that style of gameplay throughout the entirety of it. So, that part is is good. Um, 
there are two big bonus things that we did eventually play. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is basically kind of like the the setup for the the game where you basically go to this prequel portion where you see in the game itself you see a bunch of cutscenes of like Chris and Jill finding Wesker and things going badly, and then you just basically play out that part. Yep. Uh, where you essentially go to like a carbon copy of the mansion from Resident Evil One, which was very weird. It was hilarious, including the door transitions. Yeah. Like, in in all honesty, like, that's probably the best part of this game is that, is them doing that recreation of Resident Evil 1, essentially, mm-hmm. where, like, they they understand, like, what you would want in that. Yeah. And, like, I think that's exactly why it works. Like, mm-hmm. you get the nostalgia of it. You get, like, to see the mansion, like, updated and everything. And they even kind of, like, throw in some gags and everything. Like, when you go down the one hallway with all the windows. You hear the dogs. You hear the dogs, and you're expecting, like, oh, is the dogs going to come in? And then, like, the glass breaks, and then, oh, it's just a it's a bird. It's a, yeah, it's a bat. It's a bat. I shot that bat. I was so mad. But, like, it's a good goof. It is a great goof. It's a really, really great goof. And, like, this is the one thing that, like, really kind of gives you that tension because, like, you are you automatically kind of relive that tension that you've already felt if you've played Resident Evil 1. And even just, like, the the setting and everything, like, because everything's so calm and quiet and you don't really get into any, any gunplay until near the end of it where, like, you are just kind of poking around corners and everything making sure, like, is something going to pop up at me? Like, what's going to happen? And it it honestly really works. Um, it was a lot of fun. They kind of, like, go outside of the nostalgia and, like, the latter half of it when, like, they introduce, like, you going underground and having to, like, get out of this area where you have to puzzle your way out. Also, they just take away all of your equipment for whatever reason, which that part's bad. Sucked. And really dumb. Um, And you have, like, these these big enemies kind of following you who will just, like, smoosh you. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you you fight Wesker, and that fight's kind of, eh. Yeah, because there's no indication, which we haven't even mentioned the fact that, like, Wesker is basically the Matrix. Like, Oh, yeah, he is Neo from the Matrix in 2009, 10 years after the Matrix came out. He's got, like, the weird outfit and the trench coat and the glasses, and he, like, does, like, weird fast movements and you dodges. Do bullet time, yeah. And it's like, what are you doing? It's insane. I mean, it's hilarious, but it's also awful. Um, they, they, Capcom no finally saw the Matrix and were like, oh, we should do that too. We, we should do that. There's no indication whatsoever of like if you're doing any damage to him, if it, like, what, if you're doing it right. Like, it sucks. Um, and essentially, it's just like kind of a time thing because obviously, you know, if you've played the the game, the game of five itself proper, you, you realize that, like, oh, you lose this fight. So, like, yeah, of yeah. course, that's the case. But, like, at the same time, like, did that really need to be a fight? Like, it could have just been a cutscene. And I think that would have been the better option, in all honesty. Like, I don't think we really gained much out of it by just having to play that fight. Also, like, we only had handgun. Yeah, because got to take away your equipment for some reason. Oh, it sucked. It's real dumb. But otherwise, that part was really fun. Like, that was the most fun that I think either of us had playing this game was that DLC. Yeah, I, I, I would totally agree with that. Um, the second bonus thing that they include as well is a... Not fun. Is, is a scenario where you have to escape near the end of the game with uh, Jill and uh, Josh. Mm-hmm. And you basically escape the same area that uh, Chris and Sheva have to escape as well. Uh, and essentially, it's just horde mode. Yep, it is. Where you're just getting surrounded by tons of enemies... And you just got to fight your way through them and keep progressing and progressing and progressing. And that's that's literally all it is. It's not fun. Yeah. It doesn't really add anything to the story. Just even if, even if it is just like, hey, here's how they escaped. Like, I don't, I don't eh, care. That's fine. Whatever. Also, um, like, again, with like stereotypes, the um, the helicopter pilot in that one's like a. Like a streetwise black guy who's missing teeth, and mm-hmm. I think he has like a gold tooth at one point. I'm like, oh god. Yeah, it's guys. very stereotypical. Like, oof, really. Um, also, Josh is like hitting on Jill the whole time. Cause sure. Yeah. 
got to do that. That, that I part guess. wasn't racist. That was just annoying. Just weird, yeah. <laughs> He's like, I only hit on pretty ladies. It's like, what? What? Thanks, what? I guess. Uh, I said something pulled out of my chest an hour ago. Yeah, like maybe my chest is still bleeding. Slowly roll, buddy. It's weird. It's real weird. Resident Evil Five is just. Ugh. I legitimately don't understand after replaying this how anybody could think that five is a better game than six. Yeah. I don't. Like it is not in any way good. Like the only thing the only reason I think you would say that is that you played it in the at the time mm-hmm. and have not replayed it since. Yeah. Because that was the same boat we were in. We were like, yeah, five was good. But playing it now, like it's a game that has just not aged well at all. In terms of just how it controls, how you have to, you know, shoot and everything, how you have to move around. The story is not good. The story just feels like, hey, we really needed to wrap up this Wesker storyline because we're five games in and we still haven't done that. Wesker is now Neo, for no reason. Yeah. They're like, oh, well, he takes this one medication. They don't explain it. They don't explain anything about it. Nobody else has those powers. We westernized Jill. Well, we we gave her blonde hair. It's just, yeah, it's with how she... like just quickly and like just they the way they kind of try and like wrap everything up. Like it's just, it's so bizarre. Like. I don't I don't understand it. I don't know why they made her into Samus. Yeah, that that's the thing. Like, they just make her into Zero Suit Samus for whatever reason. Like she has blonde hair. They're like, oh, it was a modification from the uh, the thing that we put her under. Under it's like why? Like why are we not explaining this at all? We're just like, okay, we made her blonde because we wanted to. Like what? Resident Evil 5 is a collection of things that someone saw and was like, that's cool. What if we did this and then just completely missed the mark on either like why that thing was cool or why you should implement that into your your series or anything or just making it work and making it as cool as it originally was at all. So we have like what Call of Duty, Black Hawk Down, Zero Suit Samus. Mm-hmm. What else is it? The Matrix. Matrix. <laughs> what else do we have? generic beefy protagonist man yeah chris got so beefy i still subscribe to our theory that after two well after one technically that chris was just like on the chris redfield diet where he was watching like i don't know you've got mail or sleepless in seattle or something and just crying (laughs) over uh, or shakespeare in love crying over his ice cream he just got beefy Ice cream. It makes you beefy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe it was like modified ice cream because Protein apparently cream. like there's some kind of weird virus that makes you into like a well, he, he doesn't show a beefy in Code Veronica, so Mm-mm. I guess it it's whatever happens after that to then is when he decides to get beefy. Yeah, that's true. So Maybe they just couldn't graphically show him as Beefy yet. <laughs> the Dreamcast was not adequately prepared for Beefy Chris Redfield yet. And maybe. They had to wait another generation. They had to wait for the 360 era. It's possible. Had to show off them guns, that vascularity in his arms. Dude, it was disgusting. Them veins are popping. It was really gross. <laughs> he is just full on pro wrestler at that point. <laughs> I mean, granted, like, with the the weird amount of pro wrestling moves that are in this game, like, I believe it. He, he, I'm surprised there's no shot of him just, like, dumping baby oil on himself. <laughs> He's like, wait a minute, Sheva. Gotta I get got these this. arms all, all greased up and just, just like, yeah, let me show them off for you. He just Gonna like, do a pose down right here. Kisses one of them and then gets baby oil on his mouth. It's like, oh, God, why did I do that? Classic pro wrestler. Mm-hmm gross um yeah that i can't even describe how disappointed i was playing this again Mm -hmm. and i know that i was telling you earlier today that like 
part of what was fueling me to get through the day was the fact that we were going to get to just like dunk on, rip into this yeah. <laughs> dunk on this game but like i i'm kind of disappointed myself that i ever thought this was a good game i mean 10 years ago what did we didn't know better it's true I did at least think that it was a bit racist then, though. So, like, at least I feel you had that going for you. Yeah. Um, but like after having played better games, including Resident Evil Six, like going back to this, it's like, woo, yikes! This is not good. Like, I think you can go back to like RE One, like the remake of RE One, and like understand, like, okay, you know this is why this game plays like this. This is how, you know, they had to make that game at the time and why that makes sense and everything. Just going back to games from 10 years ago, like I don't think necessarily you can kind of, you can understand why they, they made the game the way it is, but I don't think that necessarily makes it good anymore. Uh-uh. Like it just feels like a carbon copy of, 10 other games that were coming out at the same time and literally I mean you could definitely say that considering just how just the way it is marketed and everything the way it looks like it just looks like 10 other different games that were coming out at in the 2009 2010 2008 yada 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 uh time frame it's very generic yes um one part that I do want to talk about because it was hilarious um as we have mentioned, the QuickTime events are terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, they're really bad. Um, but there was this one part in, like, an airplane with Wesker that, like, we just oh, both... God. We both just kept whiffing it on the, the QuickTime events, and there were so many parts of it that were hilarious. The worst part about that was that, like, you had to if watch you messed the whole up thing. one, you had to go all the way back to the beginning and redo yep. it again. Yep. <sighs> like, there was one... In the middle of it, like, I didn't realize I had to press the button, so, like, I missed shooting at Wesker. Mm-hmm. And then you got your, like, head twisted backwards. Yep. <laughs> and then there was a part that you didn't realize, and then I was, like, holding onto a pole and... <laughs> just let you go. <laughs> just let me go with Wesker dragging behind like, me. Like, all right, bye. <laughs> and Sheva has, like, this horrible look on her face. Like, she's so, so distraught. We went through that speech probably ten times. Mm-hmm. Um, which they they reuse dialogue for Wesker in a few of the fights, which is a little annoying. Yeah, I mean it makes sense. Yeah, I mean sort of. Does it make sense because he's saying these lines like about humanity and all, and it's like he hey, really buddy. wants you to know his point. He has to get his point across. Um, I mean like. You can talk about humanity and all, but also in the hide-and-seek part, he was like, hello, you can't hide forever. I'm like, why are we playing hide-and-seek with Albert Wesker? But you do that twice. I know. It's terrible. Twice. Twice. Why are we doing this? It's a fun game. Uh, <laughs> Everyone loves to play hide-and-seek. Ah. Uh, and then rip a weird bug off of your partner's chest, which that that's also a funny dynamic of like Chris and his partners. Who's the real partner? Who's the real partner? Because like my partner is this, and Chev is looking at him like me. I oh oh Sorry, you mean, me? you mean her? the other one? Me? Okay, her? okay. Me her me her me her. Uh, <laughs> Hammer Hammer. Hammer um <sighs> so it make, makes for some confusing dialogue where they're like constantly talking about his partner when there are two people mm-hmm. that constitute the partner yeah <sighs> this game's bad it is bad i didn't like it i can't even say that, like the music was good i don't remember a single bit of music from this game <laughs> there was like that weird vocal song at the end but like the rest of the music like there was nothing that was fun or exciting about it um, we got eaten by several crocodiles. We did. We got chomped. The fact those are one-hit KOs is so dumb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This game makes me angry. <laughs> I think we also both deleted it off our systems pretty much immediately. Mm-hmm. 
Sure did. Whoops. (laughs) And even more disappointing, the fact that, like, this game already sucked, and then I was trying to find, like, a Chris Redfield gif earlier to send it to you as a joke, and there weren't even any good Chris Redfield gifs. There aren't. What is this nonsense? It's terrible. Leon had so many gifts, and they were great. And even then, like, Chris isn't a bad character because, like, in six, he's really great. Mm-hmm. And he has some fantastic interactions with uh, with Jake and Piers, and, like, he, he he's not, like, generic action hero in that one. No, he actually has a character. Yeah, this one, he's just like, I gotta go do this thing. I gotta mm-hmm. get my partner. I'm like, ugh, dude. Gross. So in a way. It's not good. And slow. It's very slow. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta walk through all that molasses. Yeah. I don't know if I really have anything else to say. I just don't like it. And I'm mad that I don't like it. I, uh, I feel you on that. Easily the worst of like the uh, the later trilogy of Resident Evils. Mm-hmm. Easily, like no contest whatsoever. Yeah. Yep. 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 It's butts. It's very much butts. Uh, well, I think that's gonna that's gonna wrap our episode up. <laughs> Just us the whole time. Yep, that's us. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, don't play Resident Evil 5. Yeah, play Resident Evil 4 and 6 and the 2 remake and watch Vendetta. And Zero and Remake. Yeah, Zero and Remake. Um, Vendetta was the one with the motorcycle, right? With Chris and Leon? Yeah. Yeah, they should watch that. That's much better than 5. Whatever that post six movie is, it was much better than five. It was. It is Vendetta. Yes, you're correct. Okay. Yay. Oh uh, yeah, you should definitely watch that because that's again. I think that 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 movie has the same, um, the same thing that six has, where you know it knows it's it's completely stupid, but understands why it is, mm-hmm. and is able to embrace it and just make for it just a completely off the wall fun time. And again, Chris is in a cardboard cutout there of like generic action hero. Like he actually has an interesting character arc in that, mm-hmm. despite the fact that it's dumb as. Shit. He gets to yell at Leon. He does get to yell at Leon, and then like they get to fight, and then Rebecca's like, "You dudes are the same." Yep. And Chris gets like punched through some glass and stuff. It's awesome. It's really good. Really good. So yeah, play all those, watch all those, just avoid this. Yeah, don't play five. Don't play five. Um, but that's going to wrap this episode up then. Ooh. 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 If you'd like more from us, go to SeasonalAnimeCheckup.com or SSC.cool so you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Seasonal Anime Checkup and Jared Now Watch. You can find columns and reviews on the site as well. If you'd like more from Anladium, go to Anladium.com. She's got columns and reviews. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, Twitter.com slash AnimeCheckup. And you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash S-A-C-O-V-A. Uh, next week, we'll discuss something. Yeah, we'll have to look at our list because I don't remember what we have going. Yes, that is that is true. Uh, if we don't talk about, if we don't figure out anything, I want to at one point, at some point, talk about judgment. Ah, yes, we should do that. Yes, um, we should do that at some point. <laughs> but we'll figure it out. I'm trying to think if there's anything that we could do like a dual episode of, but I I don't know that I've played anything other than Mr. Love. But I haven't gotten through the story yet, so I don't know. We could... Okay, so what if we did this? Okay. I talk about Judgment. Mm -hmm. We do a kind of, considering how we've been playing it, a speed through of Virtue's Last Reward. Yeah! I'm into it. So let's do that. Let's do that next week. So join right. us for that fun. We did we did a like quick and dirty version of it before, but like let's talk in depth about it. Exactly. We've done uh the one episode about it, the whole series. I mean, we've done 
we've gone past that before and done episodes that we've featured on those before, so that's totally let's, doable. Let's do it. We'll do the thing. Yay!